Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Jilly Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal here is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So Andrew, today we have an opportunity to talk with yet another author. Yes, it's becoming a habit, and it's certainly a great thing that we have uh, young and growing up and pretty much grown up IEW students who are writing books, will be writing books, and uh, today's guest is uh, very special to me because she is also a violinist, and I also remember meeting her at the student workshops I did in Oregon uh, three years ago, I guess it was. Uh, she sat uh, in the very front and center the whole time and smiled continuously and had the most incredible vocabulary of any person that age I had ever met. And I thought to myself, who is this kid? And uh, got a chance <laughs> to know her. And of course, we have an ongoing rivalry about whether Oregon is actually a nice place or not. But... <laughs> Yes, I remember when, when you were out there, it was raining, surprise, surprise, which it rains, I guess, quite often in Oregon. <laughs> well, and Taylor, how long have you been an IEW student? So I've been an IEW student for just about 10 years now. So I started when I was about eight and did all of the video courses, all of the book courses, just about everything I could get my hands on to learn how to become a better writer. And the very first time that you met Andrew in person would have been? Yes, that rainy day in Oregon, right. which I remember which I remember very fondly. So he was your writing teacher all those years, but you got to actually yes. meet him face to face. No wonder mm -hmm. you were so enamored. Yes. <laughs> well, she might have been shocked at how much uh, older and thicker I was than the video course too but uh, no, it was yeah go ahead say it you didn't look a you didn't look a day older go ahead and say that you didn't look a day older honestly <laughs> there you go <laughs> um so taylor have you always loved writing uh is this just something that was part of you from as early as yes. you can remember as early as i can remember one of my first memories of writing was i was probably about four and i wanted to write my mom a book for her birthday and i was then not able to really write well and I was not a good speller <laughs> I don't even know if I was reading at that point I think I was read a bit but so I sat and I told my dad that he was going to have to type out everything I said and I was going to tell him a story for mom's birthday <laughs> and he had to type out the book I I think my mom still has that book it's perfectly terrible but that was my first time I decided I wanted to write a book and I kept writing and writing and now finally I've written a book that got me a contract so Yes. Well, that's it. Tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, was this the first book you tried to write? Did you try to write a book before and kind of give up? I know yes. kids do that. They they get going and put in, you know, a dozen or a hundred hours and say, ah, I don't really like this and then start all over. Did that happen to you? Well, I actually wrote when I was 13, I wrote a novel, which was about half the length of what a real novel is supposed to be. But it was my novel and I was going to get it published. 
and until I realized that no publishing companies were really very interested in it because it wasn't that good. And I pretty much tried to work with that book, rewrote it a million times over the course of a couple of years until I just gave up on it, started to write something else, and my, had my computer crash on me. So I thought, okay, well, maybe that's not the book I'm supposed to write. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll try something else. I tried a couple of other things. Nothing really seemed to fit. And until I just woke up this one morning and I had the idea for a title for a book. And the title was Porch Swing Girl. And I thought, well, that's weird. I, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but okay. If it's Porch Swing Girl, why is the girl on the porch swing? Who is she? Where is she? What is she doing? And I thought about it all all morning until then finally I had kind of this idea for a story and it was the first thing that I'd first idea I'd had in a long time that really just excited me and made me want to write and I just started writing that and got so involved with the story and the characters I just kind of started to be like okay maybe this is it maybe this is maybe I have something with this idea uh-huh the title definitely it's both enigmatic and simultaneously elicits uh, mm -hmm. Some imagery in a very few words. Yes. Uh, I would guess that it's set sometime in the past. It actually uh, isn't. But, it's actually modern day. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. But Now, before we talk any more about this, I just want to make sure our listeners understand that Taylor Bennett, a student of IEW, actually has a contract with a publisher to write a few books. The first one being called, titled, The Port Swing Girl. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yep, Port Swing Girl. Very exciting. Okay, so I just wanted to be sure we inserted that and stated that very clearly because this is why we're so excited and, to and have And this, this isn't, you know, a publish your own book on Amazon yep. kind of deal. This is a an actual imprint. Are you free to tell us the name of the publisher? Yes, it's called Mountain Brook Inc., and it is a smaller, smaller imprint, but it's it's doing very well. Um, there's actually one of their books is being made into a movie, which is going to air on TV in January. And some of their authors have been nominated for some pretty prestigious awards in Christian fiction, and they've been winning awards. So I'm very, very blessed to have come into it when it's younger and just getting started out. But I think it's going to be a really fantastic company. Did you send a manuscript to many different publishers? How did you get in touch with this particular one? Um, I sent the manuscript to three publishers that I all knew were going to be at this writer's conference that I was going to, the Oregon Christian Writers Conference. And there was an advanced submissions um, opportunity. So I submitted to these three publishers. I had two publishers there, which were two of my dream publishers that I, I thought if I can get in with them, I'm going to do so well, and that would be just fantastic. But there was an opportunity sub to submit a third manuscript, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll just take a wild guess and pick somebody else off of this list. And that somebody was Miralee Farrell from Mountain Brook, Inc., and I submitted to her, and she was the one out of those three that really liked it. And she contacted me. She said, you know, let's talk. And so we did. We talked a lot at that conference. And I spent a whole year working on my book, working with a freelance editor. And I just went to that conference again this August, and she offered me a contract there. Wow. Well, that is, that's just very exciting. And then mm -hmm. uh, you have more books that they've agreed to publish if you write yes. them. Yes. And Two is more. this the same characters in the same world, kind of a, a series? 
yes and no. I mean, it's going to feature a different protagonist through every book, but it's the same. It's not a continuous story. It's three standalone books, but they all kind of follow the same arc with the same characters. What would you say was the hardest thing about finishing your book? I'd say the hardest thing for finishing was really just focusing and trusting that I could get those words out there. Because after I started talking with this publisher and she was showing a lot of interest, I hadn't written the whole book yet, which is not something I recommend really. Please, if anyone is going to submit (laughs) to a publisher, have the book done before you start talking to them because then it's very stressful to say oh well it'll be done in October because things will come up and maybe it won't be done that quickly and then you have to explain anyways that's a rabbit trail Uh, (laughs) truism though important to note (laughs) yes very important to note anyways so after I started talking with that publisher I really had to buckle down and write and that was very valuable to show me that you need to set deadlines I have to be very responsible in this if I want to become a career author, I can't just write for fun anymore. It can still be fun when I'm writing, but I've got to make sure to stay focused and to write as diligently as I practice my violin or do my other schoolwork or do anything else. Mm-hmm. Did your uh, friends and or family have uh, a lot of input on the book or was it oh, pretty yeah. much just you and your mind? It was mostly me and my mind. Um, I joined a critique group with um, a bunch of other authors of young adult and middle grade books, and they helped me a lot with um, a lot of things. And I did um, write some people from my life into my book that make little cameo appearances. Um, The main character's grandmother is named after my kind of adopted grandmother. And so that was very special. I got to kind of put her in there. It's actually the main character's grandmother is named after both my kind of adopted grandmother who's my mom's best friend and was her mentor and is now my mentor and it's also named after my writing mentor they both shared the same name so I honored them in there I've put friends in to make cameo appearances so it was really inspired by kind of the world I come from but as far as those people having input not as much it was more like surprise you're in a book now (laughs) <laughs> That's so fun. Oh, well, maybe there'll be a, a, a mean, bad joke-telling writing teacher in one of the future volumes. Hmm. I think he would be a very nice writing teacher. <laughs> maybe not a writing teacher, but maybe a violin teacher. Well, that you know, that's something I haven't done for a long time. <laughs> so, Taylor, are you the porch swing girl? Not really. She shows uh, my personality shows in her a little bit, mainly in the fact that she's kind of old fashioned and uses strange expressions. Um, <laughs> when I worked with a freelance editor, she kept coming back to me and saying, A teenager wouldn't talk like this. This isn't how a teenager <laughs> would think. And I'm rocking around thinking, I'm a teenager. I, I think I understand it. But I'd have to change things because she'd be like, nobody says that. I just asked my teenage granddaughter and she was like, who wrote that? that?" (laughs) Interesting problem to have. Very interesting problem. I didn't reveal my age um, to a lot of my critique partners at first because I didn't want them to just think, oh, that's cute. This little kid wrote a book. So they, Mm. they kept coming to me and they kept saying, I don't think that's really in anymore or, or this isn't, this isn't right. 
teenagers don't talk like that. And I just kind of laughed to myself, like, well, I guess this one does. That makes me think of what you said initially, Andrew, about meeting her for the first time, how, how bright, how she sat front and center and looked at you. And I was just thinking, you know, for all you teens who are listening, if you want to get the most out of class, sit front and center. Don't be afraid to get the most out of class. And I think, you know, what you said, Andrew, about her having vocabulary. So, Taylor, you might mm-hmm. be unique. You, your, your critiques may be correct in that teenagers don't have that level of vocabulary and sophisticated language patterns that you might have with your background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you, I'm sure, are a voracious reader as well. Yes. And I'd be curious, I think our listeners would be curious, um, what are your top four or five all-time favorite books that you've read? And oh have those goodness. have those books influenced you in your writing much, do you think? I would say that, for one, every single book I read influences or inspires my writing in some way, whether I read about a character who is so unique that it inspires me to create a character that's the same. Um, I would say as far as content, like plots, the books I read don't inspire me too much because I tend to read in a different genre than I write. Um, Some of my favorite books are historical Christian fiction. Um, My favorite book of all time would probably be, um, it's called A Name Unknown, and it's by an author named Rosanna White. And she just writes beautiful, vivid dialogue and scenery and characters. And that just inspires me in my writing craft. Also, one of my favorite books from when I was younger, books like Little Women and Anne of Green Gables, that just were so special, special stories. I have special memories about reading those with my grandma. Those really inspired me. And hmm, let's see, other ones. Uh, When I was younger, I used to read a book, a series, by a lady named Heather Vogel Frederick called The Mother-Daughter Book Club that just, I loved those books all about these girls and their moms and the adventures they'd go on and just really almost coming-of-age stories just about growing up and learning about life and how to how to succeed and how to, to follow your dreams. And I'd say those inspired me. And The Mother-Daughter Book Club also, don't they have recipes in that? Yes, they do. I think they do. They have they have fun little bonus things, and they had a lot of bonus content in those books, and that inspired so me to fun. to make, want to put a lot of bonus content into my book, especially online on my website. I have a lot of fun bonus content planned to release closer to the time my book comes out. So you are thinking not just about <clears throat> the writing of the book and the subsequent books, but you have been thinking a lot about uh, marketing and building a reader base and really you're thinking very entrepreneurially. I am. I really want to be a career author. I took a course by um, a very well-known Christian author, Susan May Warren, um, at the Writers Conference this summer. And she talked so much about really trying to build a lasting career as a writer and how to engage with readers And even besides just wanting to be successful in my writing career for a long time, I really just am passionate about getting to know my readers because when I was a young reader, I was so excited to find an author's website where they were really actively connecting with readers and sharing behind the scenes peeks at things. And as I began to connect with these authors, I realized how important it is 
for authors to engage with the readers and really interact with them. It's not possible to answer every email or every comment I get, but I really try my best to make sure that I'm very open and that readers would feel comfortable to just engage with me and talk with me because that's what I'd like to do for them. That's awesome. You mentioned a few times the Writers' Conference. I've never been to one. Uh, I'm assuming it's something you would recommend for a teenager who had a similar desire to write books and learn more about n novel writing and meet authors? Absolutely. They are beyond valuable experiences. Um, the one I go to, Oregon Christian Writers Conference, it's in the summer. It's for like about three or four days, maybe five, up at a very nice hotel, and you get to go there there's it's a christian writers conference so there's worship and devotions every morning um, there are classes in the morning specialized coaching classes which are smaller groups with a coach where you get to ask questions and talk about what's going on in your own writing journey there are workshops where they'll teach you everything from how to work with an agent how to find the right editor how to edit your own work how to market um, they also have uh, the writing center where you can sign up for 15 minutes um, meetings with either well-known authors or agents or publishers where you can show them what you've been working on. You can get feedback in a much more casual setting than having to have the perfectly formatted query letter to send to the publisher's email or to their actual address. There you can just go and talk and learn and really just grow as a writer. And also it's a great place to go to just get like spiritually refreshed. There's a lot of that's right. neat. I mm -hmm. I remember you and I had an email exchange not long after I met you. And yes. <clears throat> I believe it was either you were trying to do like the whole checklist perfectly in the email with, yes. you know, every dress up <laughs> opener, decoration triple. And then I mm -hmm. felt compelled. I now got to write back to this girl and I got <laughs> I got to get everything in there. And uh, yes. we had a little competition, I think, going on. Yes. Uh, but, you know, at some point, you kind of just graduate from that checklist. And uh -huh. you, you, you don't feel compelled to do everything because not everything, it isn't always appropriate to do everything in everything, yes. right? When would you say that happened? You started um, doing the structure and style thing around, like you said, eight years old, seven, eight years uh -huh. old? When did you reach a point where, where you basically said, okay, I'm, I'm done with that checklist. I know it all. I'll just use what I want to use and not worry. Hmm. I think I was probably around 14 or 15. It, it depends on what kind of writing we're talking about. When I would write for my IEW courses, I would stick so firmly to that checklist because I enjoyed the checklist. It was fun to, to make me think, okay, where can I put in a really cool L-Y adverb or find a really great quality adjective and thumb through that thesaurus until it's dog-eared. Um, <laughs> but as far as when I was writing just for fun or writing my books, I'd say I didn't use a checklist when I wrote my first little book when I was 13. But I'll still keep it in mind. I still, even now, if I'm writing and I find myself using too many you know, sentences that all start with a number one subject sentence opener. I'll think, okay, what can I do in here to mix it up? <laughs> Good. Have you uh, taken any college classes? 
I haven't taken any college classes yet. I'm I'm looking into taking a few. The in- most interesting thing I learned is I'd been planning on going to college for writing so I could become a better writer. But in talking to my publisher, she really discouraged me from going into a full-time writing program in college because she said that those writing programs really work to take away an author's voice. Interesting. And, and of course, you know, a lot of universities tend to be in, especially in the creative arts side, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the progressive liberal yes. way. Um, but, but there's nothing that would prevent you from, say, being a music major and exactly. still writing as many books as you'd like or, uh, you know, taking history classes, which, of yes. course, you know, would inform inform good writing as well. Uh, now, I believe you told me that you have some violin students. Yes, I do. I teach violin and piano lessons. And piano. Wow. So you are... And cello. Oh, you are a, a renaissance music woman. Yes. Um, have, have you thought about teaching any writing classes? Maybe a little writing club yes. for young ladies or... Yes, that's that's a huge dream of mine is to, to teach writing classes, especially maybe at these writers conferences where I have grown and learned so much I'd love to return there when I have a bit more credibility and teach maybe a teen track just for teens where I can share my tips and my experience I'd really like to do that when you do that Taylor Mm -hmm. let us know so we can send you some portable walls to pass out to your (laughs) students in your class (laughs) well any last advice for teenage authors who are thinking or have started or are in the middle of a book, um, you know, if you could, if you could have told yourself one thing, you know, that you know now that you could tell yourself a year ago, what might that be? I would say learn a lot, read a lot, and use what you learn and read. If, if you read something somewhere in a book on writing that says you need to have a really strong plot, put a really strong plot into your book. I'm speaking from experience because I was so focused on the characters and just the emotional depth behind the story that sometimes I would kind of ignore my plots for that. So really that can go in any direction. Just I would encourage young writers to really learn about writing, learn about the craft. Um, There's a blog that I'm actually featured on. I did a guest post for it called Go Teen Writers, and it's just for teen writers. They post three times a week. They have encouragements and a lot of really good information just about the mechanics behind writing. So I really encourage all teens that are interested in writing a book to really check out websites like these and learn. Learn about the craft of writing. Don't feel compelled to finish the first book that you start because you might make it halfway through and realize my writing skills have grown so immensely in these last couple months that I've kind of outgrown this book. Mm -hmm. I really encourage them to just experiment, try new things and learn as much as they can read as much as they can ask a lot of questions and be bold. Don't be afraid to share your writing with the world because it's not often that teens get writing contracts, but it's very, very possible. So one last question, because I know many of our listeners are moms. Yes. Um, what advice would you give to the mother of a teenager writing a book? That is, that's a good question. Um, I would say involvement is really important. My mom has been with me through every step of my writing journey. She's read my book 
I don't know, probably two or three times start to finish. So moms out there, if you have a kid that's writing a book, get ready to do a lot of reading, a lot of encouraging (laughs) and a lot of proofreading. My mom was my proofreader and I am so grateful and thankful to her for that. And also if moms out there, if you have a kid that is writing a book or considering getting a publishing contract, know that it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than you would originally think of someone just writing a book, sending it to a publisher and getting it printed out. So it's a big, big opportunity to get a publishing contract, but it is very worth it. And it is more of a learning experience than people can get in a lot of different ways. It teaches kids a lot writing a book and trying to get it published. Well, Taylor, that is great advice. And I think we're all going to be very excited to see what happens with you over the next two, three, four, ten years. Yes. Um, I, I still wish you would consider relocating from that dreary toilet bowl weather place <laughs> where you live and come, and come out, out to, to the of the tumbleweeds yes no 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 we don't have tumbleweeds no, we we don't we have, have uh, rolling hills of grass and uh, but if you ever are passing through you know please come visit us in Tulsa oh, yes. and if uh, I, I would say I wish I could hire you but I, I think you you're already probably well down your career path and uh, wouldn't need to do a measly little internship at IEW, but uh, <laughs> no. But I do very much enjoy editing for Magnum Opus. So that's oh, that's it. right. You're you're working with uh, Megan, who also was a uh, yes. wrote a book in her teenage years. So you have that in common. So yes, everybody, be sure and check out the Magnum Opus magazine if you haven't already, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, you maybe we should uh, equip you with some of those if you go to a writers conference that's you a could, great idea yes like, that would be amount of young people you might find there yes well andrew you and i were talking off before we hit the record button with taylor about when her book is coming out and i was under the impression that was coming out in january of 2018 and taylor you said that it's actually not going to be released until january of 2019 correct so that's part of that whole process the book is written but now it's up to the publisher to edit and design and go back to you with exactly ways to hone it a little bit and wow Mm -hmm. that's just that's a long road to hoe so listeners we can't get our hands on this book until january of 2019 but between now and then uh and i don't know andrew if we actually said how old she is we keep saying teen writers i guess if you did the math and said three years ago you met her and she was 14 you would be able to deduce that she is 17. 17. yes (laughs) Yes. and and uh taylor you you do have a website already set up can you tell us that yes so that would be taylor-bennett.com two dashes yes two dashes my publisher and i mm And then I'm also on Instagram as taylor.bennett.author. I'm on Facebook as Taylor Bennett Author. I have an author page there. And I am not going to tell people that I'm on Twitter. Oops, I guess I just did because I don't like Twitter (laughs) and I never use it. So if they tried to find me on Twitter, they would be bitterly disappointed. And it's two two N's, two T's in Bennett. And I pulled it up. What a nice looking website. Author, speaker, dreamer. My story, books, blog, events, free stuff, 
And a cute little picture of you hiding behind a modern English grammar. Oh, that's charming. (laughs) Thank you. So, and of course, we'll put all these links that we talked about, the writer's conference that you attend, your website, Magnum Opus Magazine that you help Megan Horst edit, just all these different things that you're involved in. At 17, are you still being homeschooled or has your mother graduated you? We're somewhere in the middle. middle. (laughs) I I understand. Yes, I'm still being homeschooled. I could have chosen to go off to college this year, but when the writing thing happened and the publishing contract, I was just like, I really want to take this last year to stay home and to really work on my books, my marketing, connecting with readers, since really this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Well, and that may serve you very well if you apply, say, for some scholarships or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about a certain excellent university that's right in Tulsa here, Oral Ooh, Roberts ah. University. <laughs> anyway, hint, right. uh, enough hints. <laughs> All right. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This podcast for this month, and I'm sure that our listeners enjoyed this conversation just as much as we did having this with you. And you'll be sure and keep in touch, and you'll be sure and send Andrew an autographed copy of the book when it comes out. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, and if you you don't mind, you could maybe sneak one out to me, too. I'd be grateful. I'd be thrilled, too. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. God bless you, Taylor. You too. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudois and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on this educational journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking.